Let's do it. This is Buccaneers Total Access, Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians. Dropping back to throw Brady. Has all kinds of time. Throws a deep pass far sideline toward Godwin. It's caught. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. Brought to you by Advent Health. With award-winning care and a network of convenient locations, Advent Health is here to help you feel whole. Learn more at yourcareyournetwork.com. Fire the cannons. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Bruce Arians. It's time for the Bruce Arians Show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Bruce Arians. And first of all, congrats on another win and a couple here on the road. I have to imagine that makes those mean a little something extra after that storyline earlier this year. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, those those road games, especially in our division, are huge coming down in December. And uh, December football, when you're playing for meaningful games, is a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you play for. And I mean, I know you, you love offense, and for you guys, now including the postseason, you've scored 30 or more points 19 times since the start of the 2020 season, most such games in the NFL during that span, and you're 7-0 when doing it this season. So first of all, what do you think is the reason for being able to hit that mark so often and why it is such an indicator of team success? Yeah, I think it's continuity a lot, you know, having everybody there, not missing too many guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, our offensive line is playing fantastic. I mean, great pass protection, good job in the run game. And uh, I think Tom's playing at a very, very high level. But the guys around him, everybody's making plays. Yeah, and Allie was back to be part of that continuity on the offensive line. And, and that was so interesting when he did miss time to realize that that has not been a thing, that this offensive line getting to all play together so much has been such a huge part of it. Uh, how excited were you to have him back and, and just what he brings to that offensive line? Yeah, he graded out like 95%. It was one of his best games coming back from the injury. And, uh, yeah, he, he's such a great player in the middle of that pocket. There's no pressure coming in the middle of that pocket. With He and Ryan did a heck of a job. Cap had a tougher day, but, uh, no, uh, we miss Allie when he's not out there. But Aaron Stinney did step in and do a heck of a job. And Nick Leverett last week. So you can't say enough about the whole group. Yeah, that, that's got to give you some peace of mind to know that the depth is mm-hmm. where it is of, of all position groups. I'm sure that mm-hmm. one is not. It's not one that's easy to find depth in either. No, especially a tackle. You know, but we've knocked on wood. We've been very fortunate there. And then I know, I mean, God, this first drive, this was incredible. All 13 plays were passes. Um, and... Brady matched career highs for completions and attempts. And it's, we talk about Brady and different records, and usually they're league things because he's just been around for so long. But when you hear it's something that's a career high for Brady, that's saying something that means that hasn't happened a whole lot. Um, you know, in the first quarter, 15 completions and 19 attempts. Ended up throwing the ball 51 times in the game. What? Tell me this this pass-heavy idea when you guys were not down. What was kind of lending itself for that? Yeah, we wanted to stay on the attack. But uh, the way they were playing, you know, we, we have a lot of – dual calls, runs and passes. Tom puts us in the best play. And, uh, and they were giving us what we were looking for in the passing game. So he wasn't getting touched. So just keep throwing it. Yeah. And do you view it as different in terms of all these th- you know, throwing it 51 times that it wasn't necessarily a ton of deep shots, that a lot of them were some of these checkdowns or, or just screens out to, to Lenny and guys like that. Does that view in your mind almost make it kind of part more of the run game with some of those short passes and that it's oh, a very different definitely. idea. You know, th- those quick screens and stuff, they're just outside running. Yeah. That's just a long handoff. <laughs> and uh, so, it's uh, yeah, that's that's an extension of the running game. Sometimes there were runs and we threw it out to Mike or somebody and it was a better play. So just, just take what the defense is giving you. And apparently the defense was giving you Chris Godwin 
over and over and over and over. You got your money's worth out of him in that game. Uh, 15 catches, 143 yards, breaks the franchise record for single-game catches, uh, most by any player this season. Why was this the day of Chris Godwin? Yeah, again, when, when they do want to double outside, especially Mike, that opens up the middle of the field for Chris. And then he is just dynamic because he's so tough. And uh, that toughness in the run game blocking, but as a receiver, the quick screens, taking those shots over the middle. Uh, he's got great hands, and he's great quick after the catch. So um, really had made a great catch down the left sideline for the big plays, too. So Chris is just a hell of a player. And I, I have to mention, how impressive is it that he can get that many catches when he's also a guy that commits – to blocking and the run game so much? Because a guy that's making that many catches, I think there'd be a lot of wide receivers that would say, I'm just going to do that and let y'all worry about the rest of it. Yeah, you don't get to play that position without blocking. So we reward you for playing that position that he plays in this offense and always have. Yeah, so this is what you're going to tell the other wide receivers is if you want 15 catches, you do these other things? Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald bought in. He got 110. You know, Heinz Ward got 100 catches. It, it just kind of fits the position. Yeah, you've got a resume of showing that this is what you do <laughs> as a head coach now. Um, and, I, I mean, I have to imagine with, with him before the game, did you know it was going to be this kind of game for him, or was it kind of as the game developed? No, you, you know, you never know. You never know what the other team, how they're going to play you. And we thought maybe we'd get another high two-shell, run-the-ball game, check-it-down game. And uh, we got some shots down the field. They, they, they challenged us a little bit more, and, and it's great to see. And uh, I thought we responded extremely well. When you do have games like the week before where it's the Leonard Fournette show and it's running the ball so much and it's all these you know, rushing touchdowns and um, then you have a game like this where it's so pass-heavy, does that give you confidence again now that you are in December, the fact that your team can win a lot of different ways? Yeah, it really does. And um, you know, having done it now a couple of weeks of different ways, and uh, I really like where we're at. Just got to stay healthy and, and get through December, you know. So um, I thought defensively we had a slow start, and then we came out a great second half, and the same thing offensively. And I know Gronk, uh, another two-touchdown game. Uh, take us through his his two touchdowns and, and what worked so well for him. Yeah, again, work in the middle of the field. You know, they, Lenny comes out now. Lenny's starting to get action, so they bracketed him. Gronk goes over the top. Great throw by Tom, and he just gets it on in the end zone. The other one was, I don't call that a fair fight. Anytime that he gets out there wide and it's one-on-one man coverage, uh, he's just too big. Yeah, and, and now, I mean, he and he has surpassed – uh, Isaac Bruce for the 12th most touchdown receptions in league history. Um, and, I mean, he and he and Brady now, they're surpassing people for the second most touchdown connections total in NFL history. Do you um, find yourself appreciating the history that you're getting to watch as someone who's been a fan of the league for so oh, long? Oh, no, there's no doubt. Just, you know, that, that's a big, big part of what I believe in. And uh, anytime you're second in the history of or first in the history of, that's big stuff. It's a big deal. And are you someone that then you, you know about that and – Think about that as it comes up the next time that you, you know what that, that mark is. Is that something you pay attention yeah, to? Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like incentives, too, with players. If, if you need two catches, let me know. <laughs> if it means some money or whatever, let me know. We'll get it for let you. Let me know. That's great. I wish I had some incentives as a reporter now that I knew that this We'd was work an option. On it. Yeah, in my next contract. That's what we're doing here. Um, and then I, I know that Cam Brait also ended up getting a, a touchdown the, the day of the tight end outside of Chris Godwin here. Um, work, what worked well for him on and that? And um, it's his second one of the season for him, so I know it hasn't yeah, been as, super uh, common. ESPN would say he, he mossed somebody. I mean, he went up over the top, made a heck of a catch. It was a really good throw to by Tom. He put it where only Cam could get it, and Cam's got great hands.
He does. And uh, Fournette also talked about good hands. Beautiful one-handed touchdown catch for him. Tell us a little bit about what his receiving abilities, and I know that was something that had really been harped on his first year with us, and just where you've seen him grow. Yeah, just consistency. You know, he, he has uh, last year he dropped some balls he should never drop, and this year he's just playing at a much higher level and, and much more consistent. Casey Phillips here with head coach Bruce Arians. We are talking about all those many weapons that you had just producing offense right and left in that game. Um, Mike Evans, it's so funny that we think of it as, oh, Gronk's game and you know, Chris's game. And then you look up Mike's stats, and he had 99 yards. And I, I just want to hear about his performance and, and when he's a guy that can have a 99-yard game and it not even be viewed as a Mike Evans game, what that means. <laughs> yeah, again, level of consistency. But, boy, he made a shoestring catch that was huge on third down and uh, and a big play down the sideline. I'd like to see that just about two feet more to the left and Mike would have taken it in the end zone. But, uh you know, he's just such a dynamic player, and, and when he gets one-on-one, the ball's coming. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, tell us, though, offensively, we got to talk about that pick six at the end of the first half. Uh, what what happened on that play call, and, and what do you think led to that? Just what maybe you've also learned from it now? Agreed. It's all agreed. You know, when we have 58 seconds and two timeouts, we think we can score from anywhere. And uh, we threw the screen pass on the first play, and it didn't really go. Uh, try to go with a real safe play that might pop out. You know, and, uh, and and use one of the timeouts and try to get a field goal, and um, really great play by Marlon Davidson. He read it, got out there. Quarterback's never going to see that guy. Yeah, and he's he's reading the back, releasing, and and just great play by them. And then looking at uh, some of the special teams stuff here, I know there was no Darden in the game. Uh, when did you realize he wasn't going to be available and how you guys made the adjustments for who was going to be involved in the return game? Yeah, it was all during the week, and, you know, Jalen was close. But uh, being a rookie coming off your first concussion, um, we're not pushing it with his career. He's got, he's got to have a bright, bright future. But Gio Bernard just an unbelievable job. I asked him Tuesday or Wednesday, did you ever catch punts? He said college. And he just went out there was a natural. You know, and Scotty had been doing it all years. The plan was to use Scotty, but Gio looked just so natural at it. It's like, hey, let's go with him. And uh, he did a heck of a job feeling the ball. Yeah, what ended up being the reasoning behind, um, you know, using Perriman maybe instead of Scotty a little bit out there or Gio instead of Scotty? Was there anything that just this game wasn't lending itself to for Scotty? Yeah, the, or? Uh, BP and, and Scotty really don't play the same position. And uh, more Tyler, and we mixed Tyler in there some. But he, BP just brings an element of explosiveness uh, to our offense like Scotty, but with the size of Tyler. Okay, and then uh, in, the, in the special teams area, what about, I know there was the, the one missed extra point, anything that you guys have realized or talked to suck up about since then? No, but it needed to stop. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the message to it him at to that stop. point. Um, and then that first touch violation with, with Keyshawn Vaughn, what happened on that play? Uh, he just got down made a heck of a play. And... Uh, I thought he caused the fumble, but it did nick his arm as it went in there. But uh, he, he was right. He was Johnny on the spot uh, yeah. to create that havoc. Yeah, but to have that violation means you were kind of in the right place mm-hmm. at that point. And only three penalties in the game. I'm imagining that's uh, some music to your ears as well. Much, much better. But really, don't, I didn't like the third and 14 when Carlton was just too aggressive. But uh, I love Carlton's aggressiveness, and he really stepped up, and uh, it's great to have him back. Yeah, if you're going to get a penalty too aggressive is probably the way you're wanting it to come. No doubt about it. Yeah, and Carlton, getting him back, uh, I have to imagine that was also something that you'd been waiting for for a long time and uh, wanted to hear the, how the process went of when you knew he'd be ready and what you thought of his first game back. Thought about it last week, but uh, just wanted to give him one more week of practice and uh, really look great in practice. He's mentally ready to go, and I had a real I like to see him get that hundred yard interception at the end that he dropped. But and I think he'd like to have it back too. Yeah, that's so true. And and overall, this was the um, healthiest 
this group of guys has been since week one. Of course, you still ended up losing Jamel part of the game because I think you probably feel at this point like you're just not allowed to have all of your mm-hmm. toys at your disposal here. But um, what was it like to get to see at the start of the game having finally all of your week one starters at corner out there? Yeah, all the corners were back, and it looked really good. I mean, and then obviously Jamel goes, I'm up here, came in and made a big play, punching the ball out. And, again, those guys have played so much now, so we feel like a great depth in the secondary. Andrew Adams stepped in at safety, did a really fine job. Ross Cockrell played a little bit of safety, played a little bit of nickel. So we've got some nice mix and match pieces back there. Antoine Winfield had a big ball game. Hopefully Jordan Whitehead will be back soon. Yeah, how did you feel like overall the play of the safeties and whether coverage, their involvement in the run game, you know, missing a couple guys, how did they pick up the slack? We missed a couple tackles early in the game that, that uh, we don't normally miss and uh, gave up some runs. You know, we got out of our gap, we got cut, and we missed tackles, which is not – our defense like, and uh, especially the guys that were missing them. So uh, they, they they tightened it up and shut the running game down after that first drive pretty good. Yeah, that, fir- that first drive you were giving up, um, I think, 63 yards in rushing when you guys are only allowing 81 in a game going into this. And um, But then, man, halftime, it just felt like a switch was flipped on the defensive side, especially in, in the run game and what they allowed. Um, what did you see was the adjustment or what happened between first half to second half on the defensive side? Better gap control. We were getting chopped down a little bit in the, in the first half. And uh, better backside gap control, better setting the edge, and much better tackling. And it's really Todd got after him about being aggressive, and, and we got a little more aggressive. Yeah, I heard there was a heck of a Bulls speech at halftime, and that he's not necessarily a guy to, to be doing that, that he is a little bit more chill on the normal. and then and, Not really, but uh, when he lets it go, he lets it go pretty good. Yeah. Do we need to bottle that speech and show before the game this next <laughs> no, week? No, I, I think everybody got the message. Yeah, once was well. good. <laughs> and the half, we do. Todd does such a great job at halftime adjusting, and uh, the last three weeks we've done a great job in the second half. And then, I mean, man, the interior pressure in that game when you guys have five sacks and four of them are coming from your interior linemen, that's, that's not a typical day of stats if you were to see that. So what was working so well from an interior perspective on getting to Matt Ryan? Yeah, a really good job of the tackles working together, but also the linebackers hitting the A-gaps and twisting between them and uh, got some good picks by our backers. Uh, but those two guys both whip, whipped their guys one-on-one, too, and, uh, and got to the quarterback. Yeah, so take me through uh, the two different Vita sacks in particular. His first multi-sack game of his career. Yeah, I think, you know, the first one was a, was a good effort play. The second one was just whip, go, and get him and, and uh, smother him up. And I thought Sue's third down sack was one of the biggest in the game. And, and yeah, and, and tell me about uh, both of those, what worked well for, for Sue, because at this point, he's he's got six on the season already, uh, which matches last year's total and is his most of any year since 2014. So why is Sue able to be getting to the quarterback at a level he hasn't in quite some time? Yeah, again, those outside guys are getting him one-on-one, and uh, he's still a handful one-on-one, and uh, especially if he's working with somebody. And uh, the guys were running good games together, and uh, it was a really good job. Casey Rogers really had him ready to go. Now, most importantly, there were some pretty amazing celebrations after those big men sacks getting in there. And uh, I would love to know your thoughts when you get to watch that and see them in some of these celebrations that you love. I love it. I mean, it's just great to see the big guys in action and uh, uh, they can continue to work on their dance moves. <laughs> Is this, are you going to be helping with this? Is no, this an area of expertise not, for you? Not, not at all. No. You, I used to dance after touchdowns, but a little bit better than they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, now, I mean, season-high sacks given up by the Falcons. Um, I know that even besides the sacks themselves, there was some great pressure. I know Golston got a hit that forced the grounding. Um, and then Cam Gill gets in there on one. Tell me about Cam Gill and, and what has made you think this is a guy that even when you have so much talent at that position, he has forced a way onto the field. Yeah, he's earned it. I mean, when he gets out there, he he, uh, he brings a lot of energy and speed. And uh, he had a great power rush and uh, knocked tackle back into the quarterback, got the sack, and that's two weeks in a row that uh, he showed up. So uh, when you do that, you get on the field more. And I mean, he just seems like a guy that keeps um, sort of disproving the odds in some ways, that he was a guy who was undrafted in a year that there was no offseason to try to prove yourself. So even just the fact that he made the roster last year kind of made people say, man, like, what's this guy doing? So what are some of the things that have made you, even from day one, remember that this is a guy that needed to be on the roster despite all the odds against him? Yeah, high-energy guy with strength and got good size, but you knew he was going to be a special teams player. And uh, from that, you just keep growing. Find your role. Uh, and, and he's improved each and every week uh, as a pass rusher and uh, obviously had to have a sack in the Super Bowl. So you know, we, we really like where Cam's at. And what did you see from Devin and Levante's game? I thought Devin still isn't where Devin needs to be. He's still playing, you know, he's sucking it up for the team and playing hurt. And uh, it shows a little bit. But uh, I, thought he, I thought his pass drops and pass coverage was pretty good. Levante missed two tackles. I'd never seen Levante miss. But uh, uh, overall, I, I thought pass coverage were good. One game, we could have been a little better. Looking forward to this next week. Uh, tell me about this Bills offense. We know this is a team that can go off the same way you guys can in any way, shape, and form. So what are the biggest things that you're going to have to be focusing on? Well, the biggest dual-threat quarterback. You know, Josh Allen, he can, he'll throw it 50 times, but, again, he's their best runner. So they get in empty sets, and you're thinking it's pass, 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 and they run a quarterback power. Uh, so there's so many things that you have to defend with him. Uh, and it's very, very difficult, uh, plus having that great arm and, and being a competitor is, and Stefan Diggs and all the weapons, Beasley, all the guys they have. It's a very, very potent offense. With a guy like Josh Allen, who are the players or positions on your team that have to really execute? And what, what are the, the disciplines that end up being most important? Well, I think it's really everyone. But the, the front six uh, have to be very, very sound in the quarterback run game uh, and even the read options. Because they'll make, they run enough read option that they make you play some assignment defense. And especially when we're blitzing, we have to be extremely disciplined. So how about on the defensive side of things for the Bills? What are the things that come to your mind? I know that they are now without Tredavious White, which is a, a huge um, impact on their defense. So how do you see them making up for that and the other people outside of him that are still very potent? Yeah, I, again, their front, you know, Mario Addison, who I've known forever, and, and Jerry Hughes, we're, we're all the Colts together way back when, and those guys can really rush the passer. Stards, Teletelli in the middle. Um, Oliver, it's a great front four. Outstanding speed linebackers. Uh, obviously, they'll miss White. You know, and um, I think they're still going to play man-to-man. They're, they're still going to be aggressive. And uh, they, they've got to, you know, Leslie Frazier is a hell of a defensive coordinator, and Sean McDermott obviously is a hell of a head coach. So it's going to be a big, big challenge at home, and we need the fans to be really fired up for this one. I get the feeling they will be. There's been a lot of road games lately, and they are ready to go uh, at Raymond James Stadium. And, and so I know you've, you've talked a lot about December football. Um, what is your message to the team about what that means and, and the difference in it maybe compared to the rest of the year even? Well, you, you know, you play to get to December, and then what do you have to do in December to keep playing? Well, we've put ourselves in great position, and now playing for the first, second, or third seed, uh, that's huge. And it just it brings energy to the practice. It brings energy to everything. 
and, and you have to match everybody's level, especially when you're playing teams who are in the same situation as you. So you have to match that level, and, uh, again, it should be rocking at, J- at Ray J. I think it will be. Well, Coach, thank you as always. Congratulations on that win, and good luck this next week. Thank you. All right, coming up next on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health, we have Titans coach Rick Christoffel. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. It's intercepted, picked off down the sideline, 2015-10-5, touchdown Tampa Bay! Touchdown Buccaneers, Jamal Dean! Now more with head coach Bruce Arians and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. We had head coach Bruce Arians on the first half, and now I am so excited to be joined by Titans coach Rick Christoffel. Coach, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. And, you know, I mean, man, what a what a talented room you have, and I feel like these these last few games have been such a great evidence of that, and, and the offense overall just clicks so well when your guys are doing well. Is that how it feels to you, that you guys are kind of this little linchpin that, that can help you guys move along the field? I, I think there's so many facets of our offense. When we get going, I think other people get going, and I think it just helps the whole offense, and uh, we've been fortunate to have some good matchups the last couple games. Yeah, and now, I mean, including the postseason, you guys have scored 30 or more points 19 times in the last couple seasons here, and it's the most in the NFL during that span. And then this season, you guys are completely undefeated when you're scoring more than 30 points. Why has, A, that been a mark you guys have hit so often, but also something that is such an indicator for this team's success? I think a lot of it, you know, he contributes some of it, uh, most of it to Byron, you know, getting us in the right situation. Uh, doing the right things and, and, and getting the right, again, the right matchups on our side of the ball. The other thing, too, is when you're able to run the football like we, we have in certain, you know, a few games and, and set those things up, I think it's, it's helped us a, a great deal to, you know, get the things that we want to get done on offense. Yeah, and, and speaking of that run game, I know that's something that you guys are definitely a part of, but sometimes is not the most recognized aspect, of course, of, uh, of your group's performance. So tell me how you feel like uh, your room has done in that area this year. I think the run, you know, we, we're at the point of attack a lot of times, and, and a lot of times it's, you know, we're not praised for it or anything like that, which that's fine with us. We, we like to be involved. We like to uh, be involved in the run game. I think that's the big thing. I think our guys get excited about making good blocks uh, on runs as much as they do as catching touchdown passes. Well, that's saying something because I feel like in, in this league and in the days of fantasy football, that's not a it's not a given. No, it's not. <laughs> how how much is that something that you guys look at when it comes to either drafting players, signing players? That how do you weigh? all those different priorities of the guy's ability to be dynamic on offense and catching passes and then also involved in the run game. How do you sort of balance those things? It's a difficult thing, Casey, because it's uh, it's changed so much. Football has changed so much, and, it, and it's changed from high school through college all the way up to the to the NFL. Um, so it's harder and harder to find guys like Gronk and O.J. and, and you know, Cam and guys that are, that are willing to put their nose in there and, and, and block. The, the glory is in catching passes. And, uh, and, and that's, that's what you see a lot of coming out. And, and it's, it's the offenses in college. They're spread offenses. They're not, they're not hammering the ball. Um, they're trying to get guys in matchups and, and get them outside and, and get them to free themselves up in, in the passing game. And, I mean, yeah, your, your, your group is definitely good in the passing game for sure. Um, and I know that uh, this, this last game, Gronk got, with, with his second touchdown of the game, um, he now passed Isaac Bruce for the 12th most touchdown receptions in league history. And he's second now for the most multi-touchdown performances by the Titans. So tell me specifically for him, 
getting in the end zone, why is he so good at this? Well, I think it goes back to he, he's, a, he's a matchup. I mean, he's a matchup problem. I mean, you get guys on defense, and, and you don't know who to put on him. You put a corner on him, he's, it, well, he can run with him, but I don't think he's as physical as, as, as Gronk is. You put a safety on him, Gronk can run. Those things, I think, are, are the biggest things that he has, you know, his repertoire. You know, he's, he's able to and – he, and he catches the ball so well. For a big guy that, that catches the ball and, and the, as well as he does is just unbelievable. That's got to make your job as a coach so fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. I'll tell you. you basically have this cheat code that you're working with here. And I know now you, you guys also have uh, gotten a couple wins uh, in a row on the road. And tell me what you think has been different in that area, because um, that, that had been definitely something that had been harped on, I know, by you coaches of translating the success you'd had at home to on the road and how important that can be down the stretch and even potentially in the playoffs, depending on the seeding situation. So what do you think has changed or led you guys to feel like, all right, now we've maybe have gotten this figured out on the road? I think Bruce, are, you know, has really harped on certain things. And I, I think two things that come to mind are, are penalties. I think we've cut down on some penalties and we've cut down on turnovers. When you go on the road, you got to do those two things for sure. And uh, that keep, you know, you keep the ball in your possession, you keep ahead of the sticks. And the other thing, too, is we, we've done a good job in the kicking game. We've got to win special teams when you go on the road. And so those three things, I think, have really helped us when we, when we go on the road. Talking to tight ends coach Rick Christoffel, uh, this last game, it was so interesting that the last two on the road, we had one that was so much a running game. And then this last one, especially at that first drive, every single play was a pass. Brady ends up throwing 51 times. Now, granted, a lot of them were just these short little screens that I know Bruce tends to refer to as just kind of the, the running game with a longer handoff. But um, what do you think it was that led, lent itself so much to such a pass-happy game this last week and, and why you guys were able to still have success with that? I didn't even know after the first series that we had thrown it 13 times. I mean, that's how, how involved. But um, I think it goes back to what they're doing scheme-wise on defense. gives you the opportunity to, to do certain things. And, uh, again, go back to, you know, how Byron calls things and, and sets things up. I think he does a great job of all of that and, and scheming. And, and getting uh, we, we try to get people in certain positions to make plays, and I think he does a great job of that. Does that give you guys as coaches uh, some more confidence going into, you know, December games, playoff games, knowing that you, you have this perfect example two weeks in a row, we can win this way, we can win this way. Does it now feel like you guys have figured out how no matter what the defense throws at us, we have some different ways we can win a game? Well, we, you know, we feel as a staff like if we go into a game and we play the way we're supposed to play that we, we, we can win every game. And, th- and that's the way you're supposed to feel. Whether it's run the football or, or throw the football or a combination of both, um, we feel like, you know, we have the opportunity to do that. And um, it goes back to how we, we approach it, the process. And, and I think if the players, like Bruce said, if, they, if the players stay with the process, that, that'll, that'll all work out in the end. When there's a game that ends up being very run-heavy or a game that ends up being very pass-heavy, how does that affect um, you and, and the guys in your room and who plays how often? How do you make some of those decisions on which game plan is going to lend itself to which guy the most? I think it depends on what the defense is doing. Um, that depends on how our, our personnel goes in the game. Um, I think the other night we, we played a lot of what we call kings, which is three wides and one tight end, uh, and that's that's kind of what the game was going towards. You know, and there'll be games where we have two tight ends, may have three tight ends in the game, uh, depending on what the personnel of the defense and how we feel like we can get a set up and what we can take advantage of. 
you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both had great games. I mean, Chris, good grief, you know, throwing him a thousand passes by the end of it. And then somehow Mike still gets 99 yards. And um, how have you seen the way that other teams have been trying to play these incredibly talented wideouts and the way that affects your group of guys and vice versa, just the way that everybody's kind of helping each other in these games? I think it goes back to what we originally talked about, what you were saying about the Titans being able to, to have some success in the last couple of games. You know, you got Mike, you got Chris, and you got you got a couple other guys. You got Tyler Johnson, you got uh, Rashad Perryman now, you got Scotty out there, um, all those guys, and you got Leonard and and Geo, and, and 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 when you got all those weapons, the defense has to make a decision. So when the defense makes a decision, that makes our, our you know, makes us uh, our decisions on offense um, a lot easier to see how they're matching up and doing those things. And, you got to, you know, sometimes you got to double somebody. If you double somebody, then at least somebody else singled up. And, and that's just the way we roll. Definitely rolled Gronk's direction this last game, in particular, his two touchdowns. Can you take us through both of those plays and, and what worked out so well for him on those two touchdowns? Oh, man. The first one, uh, he, he had man, man coverage, and, and uh, he just did a great job of beating the guy off the ball and uh, got, it, got it. And Tom finds him. You know, they got an amazing, they got an amazing connection, and Tom finds him. And, of course, with man, man coverage, once he beats his man, everybody else is manned up, so he can go into the end zone. And then, then the second one, I think we just saw the, the matchup we had and give the opportunity to to, to high point the ball, and he, he did. He high points the ball. And like I said, he's amazing, you know, amazing ball uh, catcher. You know, when it comes to those things. You mentioned the chemistry he has with Brady, and now when he scored that second touchdown, now that's the 90th time that they have connected for a touchdown, uh, which now puts them as the second most in regular season history in the NFL. And I would love to hear for you how you see their chemistry come into play. What are the tangible and intangible things that you've now witnessed that maybe we wouldn't know watching from afar, but you, you getting to see them up close. Why are they the ones that are now getting that stat and chasing that record? I, I, I think it goes, it goes back to what Gronk, I think Gronk made a statement last week that Tom sometimes thinks knows what I'm thinking before I know what I'm thinking. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's a good statement. And, and I think that they, they got such a great feel for each other. I mean, Gronk's not going to do something that's going to lead Tom into some, you know, some kind of uh, uh, bad situation, and, and I think Tom's not going to lead Gronk into, into some situation that's bad for him. So I think that that's the the amazing uh, connection they have, and, and they just know when they go out in the field, they got just, they just got a great feel for each other, you know. And I'd be remiss in saying that last week, you know, we we threw the ball 51 times and Tom won sack. So Goody and and Joe did a heck of a job up front. Of protecting Tom, and, and I get—I think that gives Tom that sense of security. Now he's—he's he's protected. He can throw the ball, you know, and sit in the pocket and, and find things. Yeah, that is so true. And, and I know you guys do work with the offensive line in, in practice a lot because of the fact that you're blocking right alongside them. What have you seen as to why they've had the kind of success that they've had in keeping Tom upright? And and then the part as well that you guys have played in that. I think it's great communication up front. I think they do a great job of communicating and. And, and knowing what's going on, and, and I go back to, to Goody and Joe doing a great job of having those guys prepared, and it makes it, it really makes my job easy because I just go and kind of try to blend in, and, and and we kind of blend in really good with those guys, and I think that's important. Yeah, and especially I know the tackles in particular are going to be who you work the best with. So tell me with Donovan and and Tristan uh, the things that you've seen from them in terms of the growth and and then the communication with your guys. Well, I think you nail you hit the nail on the head. At the end, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the communication. It's it's so important. People don't realize how much you talk when you're on the field, and we got to be able to communicate what's going on because there's a lot of things that happen during the game that we've got to be able to do as reaction on a move. 
And so I think with Donovan and, and, and Tristan, you know, Tristan's just growing and growing and growing. Donovan's, Donovan, you know, has been a, been there for a long time, but Tristan's growing every day, and it's, it's just fun to be with those guys. That is crazy because Tristan already just started at such a high level, and then to know that he's growing that much is incredible for the future. All right, well, we are going to have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access. Hot ball! Touchdown Tampa Bay Antonio Brown! Brought to you by Advent Health. What an answer by Brady in the box! With head coach Bruce Arians and box insider Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health with tight ends coach Rick Christoffel. Uh, we talked a little bit about Gronk and Brady and their chemistry, and um, I-, I wanted to hear from you what you saw of the effect on the offense when Gronk was out and then when he came back in. Because, again, it's not that you don't have incredibly talented other tight ends. I mean, I think of all position groups in the NFL, I don't know that you could find many that have that kind of depth and just abundance of weapons to where you're just you're spoiled at this point but we still saw that there is something with Gronk and Brady in particular and Gronk individually what did you see is how it affected the offense as a whole when he was out and then came back in I think the biggest thing is 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 Gronk's character when he's on the field I mean I know you all see him off the field and he's kind of a you know lucky hot lucky go guy you know but uh, on the field he's all business and he likes to win he likes to play but I think that's the most important thing. He kind of gives us that energy. Not that the other guys don't. It's not, you know, it, that has nothing to do with it. It's just that he's got that next level energy. That, that is so interesting. I'd love to hear just overall the, the personalities of your room, how they all play off each other, and how you think that has sort of influenced everybody in your room. Um, I'm fortunate, you know, I get, I get, of course, we talk about Cam is, is the one, it's, he's the ultimate professional. I mean, the guy does his job, he does it good. You need a catch. Cam's going to get it. I think he and Tom have got that kind of connection, too. OJ is still coming back, you know, still working on it. I think he's done some really good things. He's a, he's a physical-type player. Getting back in the swing, things coming back from a tough injury. I think he's he's close, and, I mean, he's strong, and he's got those things. And then I'm lucky, I'm fortunate because i got a guy like Cody McElroy who, you know, hasn't played a whole lot but is extremely athletic, was a minor league baseball player and everything like that. Extremely athletic. And we picked up Darren Fells, who I coached in Arizona, who is, is a, a, a seven, eight-year veteran who knows her offense really well and is, it fits in just really well in the room. Speaking of OJ and, and coming back, I think sometimes for fans or, or people seeing the team that he is back from injury and available, and, and I think we all sort of assume it's like, okay, well, that means he's 100% or whatever. It's, it's one thing to be physically healthy and another to be game-ready and fully back to who you were. So how would you say the process has gone for OJ of – what you saw from when he was hurt to when he started to come back and where that has progressed to, to where he's at now. He, he's, he's at a good state. He's at a good place right now. And it's a hard thing when you're, when you're a guy that's been playing a whole bunch and you come out there and you got a guy like Grunk and Cam that are performing at high levels and you want to get on the field and do those sort of things and, and, and do all those things. And, and it's tough. Hopefully we can get him on the field more, you know, and, and see the things that he can do. Um, that's, that's important. And it will make us a better offense. Just to say the least, you know, if we can put him in those situations and, and let him make some of those plays. Yeah, so what do you think are the things that you're working on the most with him still at this point? I mean, he's still he's still a younger guy in the league that he's been here for a few years, but especially with the injuries he's dealt with in terms of the amount of time he's actually gotten to play, um, he's still fairly new. So where do you feel like those areas of growth are, or the things that you find yourself working on with him in practice of the film room? Well, it's, it's little things, you know, and... and Always the, the, the like just releases and things like that, leverage, 
all those little things that he needs to keep working on. And, and I think, and you know, and it comes back to build, he's got to build a trust factor with Tom too and, and, and the quarterbacks. And that, that, that has a little bit to do with it too. So that, I think that, that comes up some, and, uh, and, but we got to get him back on the field to do those things. Everybody hates being hurt. Everybody hates missing time. Then you do it and you have to, you watch the team go win a Super Bowl. How did you see him grow during that time, use that time, you know, just as a, as a person and a, a player? I, I think he handled it extremely well. I mean, that's tough. Like you said, when, you, when you're playing, you get hurt, you sit out, you watch the team have some success. Um, I think he handled it really well. He, he busted his tail to get back, um, to do all the little things that, to, to get back on the field. I, I, I'm extremely proud of him. I respect him for that, and um, I think those those things helped him build his character a little bit more. He has a, he has a high character level anyway, and um, I know you've talked to him, but his his character level is is very high, and um, I think he just he wants to get out there and do. He wants to perform. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're talking to Titans coach Rick Christopher. Um For you, looking at both Cam and OJ, where do you think? I know that Cam was here before you were here as a coach for a long time, but. Looking at their their careers and, and their tape, where do you feel like the areas are that they've both improved the most since earlier in their career? Well, I, I think Cam, like I said, is he's the ultimate professional, and I think he's kind of adopted a role that um, you know he's going to be in there. He's going to have to do some blocking, which he did a little bit of when we got here, but he's done a lot more since since we've been here. Um, he's he's put in some crucial situations, and I think he's he's performed at a as a, as a really at a really good level. Um, Again, he's one I respect because of the things that he has done and, and the roles he, he has adopted. Um, O.J., you know, it's been tough because he had the injuries. I thought he was, last year before he had the injury, he was starting to make that next step. Um, and now it's, it's you know, we got to get him back into making that next step. When he makes that next step, he's going to be something. How, for you as a coach, has it affected you and the way you've done your job or things you've learned or grown in having such a talented room? How do you, how, have you noticed anything of how it's affected you um, as a coach? Well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not going to say it's easier because you've got to handle all the personalities, and, and that, that's, that's the key. But I think the biggest thing is I've learned to even listen more to those guys, you know, things that, that we need to do or how we're going to do them. And Tom's helped me with that too. You know, Tom and, 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 and those things that, that there's, there's a, a lot of ways to skin a cat. And, you know, it's not always this way or that way. So I think that's the biggest thing. That's interesting because I actually wanted to ask you about that, of how you've seen Tom affect. I mean, we knew that Tom and Gronk, they already had their thing and their rapport. But to see Tom come in with Cam and OJ, how have you seen him affect them as people or players and, and influence their game. I think Tom's such a positive person. I think that's important. You know, even when even when there's there's things not going right, Tom's a positive person, and he does it a lot of different ways. But I think the most important thing is is he's made those guys feel like you got to do it this way or not. I, I don't mean it, do it this way, but there's certain ways you can do it that you will have the same success. And I think that's important. Yeah, and what what do you see is what Tom loves about this group of tight ends, how do you see it influence what he's able to do in a game or what he really wants? And Because, and, I mean, talk about 20 years, he, he knows what he wants out of an offense. What have you seen about what this group of tight ends has, has meant to him? Well, I, I think, you know, it's always about they're going to be in the right place at the right time, do the things they're supposed to do, um, make the plays when they're supposed to make them. Um, when they got targets, make sure that they, they take care of that target and, and put it away and um, – I think that's all, that all boils down. That, that, that gives that quarterback a confidence um, to know that those guys are going to be 
doing the right things, being in the right place. Um, so when he goes there, that they're going to make the play. And looking at B.A. And, and Byron, you know, whenever you're a position coach, so much is going to have to do with your head coach and coordinator and what they like to do with your guys. So what have you seen about, for both of them, the way they view tight ends, the, the way their whole offense is built, how has that set your guys up for success? Well, again, I think it goes back to the schematic part of it. Um, when you get matchups that are that are conducive to what you can do, uh, then it makes the tight ends uh, better players. And I think Bruce always has liked the tight ends. You know, there's certain ways that he uses them. You know, we used them different in Arizona. We used them a little different in Arizona than we used them here. I know he used them a little different in Pittsburgh when he was there, you know, as a coordinator in, in, in Indianapolis. Uh, so when you got guys that, that can do those sort of things, I think they can take it. You know, Byron just likes to put those guys in positions to make plays. It doesn't make any difference if it's, it's Gronk or Cam or OJ or if it's Mike or Chris or whoever, you know, Leonard. It, we just try to put those guys in positions to make plays, and I think Byron does a great job of that. Have you seen that change at all over the last few years of as um, all of you guys have gotten to know the little nuances of these guys a little bit more? Are there any of those matchups or routes or anything that you feel like you've kind of grown and learned of, oh, man, this really lends itself well? Uh, I I think it, it all I, – I hate to keep going over. I think it all goes back to what the defense is doing. Mm-hmm. If the defense is doing certain things and lets us do certain things route-wise, we have that all built into our offense. So we can do those things during the week and carry them to the game. And I think that's what it goes back to respecting the process. If you respect the process and understand what we're trying to get done and carry it to the game, then it goes back to the things I say. As long as we don't turn it over and as long as we don't commit penalties, we're going to win. I always love how everybody, coaches, players, everyone always talks about how we can always get better, we can always do better. So um, what percent out of 100 would you say the chemistry and production of the offense as a whole is at right now? Because I know you'll never say 100. None of you guys will ever, ever say, yes, we are as good as we could ever be. That's never a thing. So I'll phrase it that way. Where do you feel like what this offense's potential is? Where do you feel like you guys are operating? I don't think we've ever, I don't think, I don't think we've even come close to reaching our potential. Um, that's that's the the fun thing about it, you know. That's that's what the the chess game is during the week, you know. That's that's the fun thing about it, you know. We as coaches, you always dream about the perfect game. That's what you think. I mean, you know, we like to play the perfect game. Well, you're never going to play the perfect game. So how do you how do you adjust to that? And I I think as long as we just keep improving, and keep doing the little things, and keep paying attention to detail, and and staying with the process, that we'll keep improving every week. Where do you think you guys are at compared to last year? And I guess it even depends on at what point last year I bring it because it did feel like there was a, a moment last year that the offense suddenly kind of clicked more, that it was kind of around that bye week time and it suddenly felt like, all right, we've got these pieces all together and then we were able to bring everybody back this year. So how would you say you've seen it compared to last year and where the chemistry and production level is at now? I think last year was just a, a kind of a different year because we had the bye week so late. Um, I think the biggest thing coming in this year that we had, like Tom said, and we had worked together. Now, now you got to deal with all the injuries that have happened. You know, we've had attrition, we've had this guy out, we've had that guy out. So how do you deal with it? So now you got to piece your offense together back like that. So I think we've taken a step in that direction. But to say that we're any better than we were last year, I don't know about that right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think we can be better. Um, just like Tom says, we can be better every week. But 
tomorrow we got to go out and work and, and, and make sure that we get the things done. All right. Well, we still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health with Titans coach Rick Christoffel. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians now continues, brought to you by Advent Health. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. We have had Titans coach Rick Christoffel here with us, and um, I've enjoyed asking each assistant coach this year specifics about what you guys like to watch in the film room, the things that when you're really getting down the nuts and bolts of it with your guys, what are the things that you can learn the most from film or that you're hoping they learn the most from film? The matchup they have, uh, what personnel they're going against. Because most defenses, you know, you're going to figure out this is how they're going to line up during the game. Or they may give you something that you don't know. and How do you adjust it, react to it? But we got to know who our personnel is, who we're going against, not only in the passing game but the running game. Who are we going to be matched up against? And I, and I think that's as – as important as anything, you know, as far as looking at scheme. Yeah, we're going to do – yeah, there's certain things that you got to know going in that we have to come off here or do that. But who are we going against, you know, if there's 75 snaps, who are we going against 50, 50 of those snaps? And during the game, when you do have to make those adjustments, what would be some of the most common things that you end up talking to your guys about on the sideline during the game? Um, what personnel they got in the game. Um, we got to know if, if they got – like their base personnel, if they got nickel personnel, if they got dime personnel, that's the most important thing because you know most of the time going in what they're going to do, they're going to do a little move here, a little move there, stuff like that. But we got to know who the personnel is in the game. And then looking at the rest of the season, what would you say are the biggest goals that you have for your group? That what you want to see by the end of the regular season or end of playoffs, whenever the, the, the year ends, the things that you're like, man, I, I really wanted us to work on these things that, that last few weeks. I want to ring on my finger. <laughs> you get, yeah, of course, of course. Another, that's always the goal. We want another ring Another on ring, yeah. Whatever it takes for your guys to make that happen. Exactly. You answered the question. There you go. I love that. So how about some of the, the things that you think will make that happen? What are some of those, those goals for these last few well, weeks? Well, I think we've got we to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. And then continue to improve uh, week after week, and and do do the things that we need to do to make us a better football team offensively. And it, whether that's blocking, catching the ball, whatever it is, um, we got to do those things. We're talking to Titans coach Rick Christoffel, and um, you know, before the show started, you and I were talking about the the Bills Patriots game from the other night, and how that might have been the least helpful game tape that's ever been provided um, for the week before the matchup. But outside of that game, uh, I'm sure you've watched a lot of other uh, Bills footage. What are the things that you have noticed about their defense that you guys are going to have to really look out for? They're extremely aggressive. They can run. Um, they're going to make you. They're going to make you make the play. I mean, they're not going to give you anything. So we got to do a great job of, of doing our of paying attention to detail and doing what we're supposed to do and, and make sure we get, get on the right guy and run the right routes and do all those things. How different is it to prepare for, you know, you have one game this week that's your division opponent where you've already played them before and you just tend to know them really well versus an AFC team you hardly ever see. How different is that for you guys in terms of preparation? Uh, I don't – I don't think it's it's so much the different in the preparation because you're doing the same things over and over and over again. I think it's more about going back to personnel. Who are the personnel? You don't get to see that those those guys, like you said, two or three times during the year, mm-hmm. compared to you see them one time. So you got to make sure that, that you pay attention to those things on tape. As uh, who who's playing that position? Um, how do I have to play against him? You know those sort of things. 
Who have been some of the people, as we talk about personnel, who have been some of the people that your guys have had to match up with that have proved to be some of the most difficult? Who are the guys that you're like, man, you know what, they did a good job against my guys? Uh, you know, a lot of guys, uh, it's hard to say because every guy, every one of those, every one of my guys are different. So um, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's just it's hard to say. I wouldn't go by and say one guy did a great job against this or one guy didn't do a good job against this. Um, uh, the matchups in the league, a lot of times when you get heavier guys on you, that's that's tough. Like Leonard Williams and, and from the Giants, if he was on our nose, that would be a little bit tougher for us as compared to a guy that um, is a little bit quicker, uh, a little bit faster. So, you know, it's different each week. And then I know that uh, Bruce has really emphasized the message of December football, you know, that that's something that across the league, that's what you, you want to set yourself up for success in December to then set yourself up for success after it. What have you heard from the message of him, team leaders, what you're saying to your guys about playing this time of year? Every, you got to take one game at a time, and it's December football. This game right now, and, and I agree with what Tom says, this, the game we play this week is the most important game on our schedule. So we got to take care of our business and win this game. So it sets us up for the next game. So we got to take care of business this week. Do you ever think that's a hard um, message to get guys to buy into, that this this game is the most important, to not get them to be looking ahead or anything, that whatever it is that week, that's the most important one? I think our, I think our leaders on our team take care of that. And I, I think Bruce takes care of that. that and, and we talk about that every day, every team meeting. Um, uh, we talk about today is the most important day of practice process of, of getting yourself prepared so you got to win today in order to win on Sunday. And then finally, are there some guys that you have already identified for this game that you guys are really trying to kind of watch and, and look and study out of just individual players that you know are like, man, these, these are some guys that we're going to have to focus on? I think their whole defensive front, I mean, they got some really good guys and they got they got a couple guys back. They got Star Lodeli back, I know is playing, but they're they're extremely athletic on the edge. They got a couple good linebackers in Milano and uh, um, Edmonds. And, and their secondary can run. So um, we got to do a good job up front to get ourselves, you know, get ourselves in uh, the right position this week. Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. We appreciate you taking the time out during a very busy week. Thanks, Case. All right, and thanks to you guys for tuning in. This has been Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.